Are you offering your clients the experience they really want? Or are you offering them what you think they want? Join hosts Laura Gregg and David Partain from FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds as they talk with a variety of industry experts and advisors just like you about their latest industry research to help you develop the flexible mindset you need to rise above the crowd. Hello, and welcome to the Flexible Advisor Podcast. I'm David Partain, and normally I'm joined by my co-host, Laura Gregg, but even she needs a day off every once in a while. As longtime listeners know that in past episodes, we've talked about the benefits of creating a niche practice and how beneficial that can be for your business. Today, we're going to take that one step further and discuss how to narrow your niche. So joining us today is an expert in that and Joining us on the podcast is Susan Danzig. You may remember Susan as one of our inaugural guests on the show. I think it was episode three back in 2020, and she shared with us how her clients were managing the swift transition to remote work in the very early days of the pandemic. Susan, as an experienced business development coach for financial services professionals, she leverages a 20-year career guiding financial advisors to achieve greater business success. She is a catalyst for growth with a long track record of helping clients communicate their value, define their specialization, and create effective marketing strategies that attract ideal clients and grow firms consistently. She is a certified business development coach who is shaping the industry's future as a national board member for the Financial Planning Association, the FPA, and she is a former president of the East Bay chapter of the FPA. Susan, thank you for joining us again, and welcome back to The Flexible Advisor. David, it's a pleasure to be here this morning. I've been looking forward to this podcast as narrowing your niche is oftentimes the first step in strategically attracting ideal clients and growing a financial advisor's practice. So Susan's going to say niche. So I will switch from niche, the uh, correct pronunciation. Uh, or I can say niche. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will, I will switch, Susan. I won't, I won't be so snobby here. So uh, let's get right into it. So it is great, again, to have you back on the show. I'm looking forward to discussing this uh, niche marketing and just how narrow advisors can go to drive results. I know we've talked in the past about the idea about serving women or millennials, which is not exactly niche marketing. So I'm curious how you think about niche marketing and just how narrow of a market should advisors be building for optimal business? I consider your niche market to be really the same as your target market Mm. or the specific group of people you serve or you wish to serve. And oftentimes I'm working with clients on that as they're thinking about the future of their firm or their practice and really the growth they want to experience and those ideal clients that they want to attract. Uh, So you want to think of your niche as the next set of ideal clients that you want to really uh, serve. And oftentimes, Folks will have many of them that they're working with. However, they won't necessarily realize that, oh, that's actually a niche because they're looking at the broader scheme and looking at all of their clients. So just to give you an example, as you say, serving women or millennials would be a starting point in terms of thinking this through. But if we look at the women niche, so to speak, as you know, women uh, would be one aspect of the criteria. And then you want to narrow it down from there. For instance, you want to look at women with a half a million 
and above of AUM. You want to look at, you know, what are they doing for a living? Are they women executives? Are they women physicians? Uh, are they women in the medical industry? Uh, you can look at, uh, like I said, where they're, they're at geographically. You can also look at, you know, do they work for a particular company? Or are they in a, you know, as I suggested with the medical field, are they in a particular industry? And then you can also narrow the focus down to women in specific transitions, Mm. whether it be women in transition as a general topic, which might include retirement, empty nesters, uh, newly single women, widowed women, or it, you might actually specialize in one aspect of transition. And typically how people narrow their niche uh, is oftentimes they'll realize that there's real synergy with regard to what they have to bring to the table and what these ideal clients are wanting. And then over time, as they're working with more and more of their ideal clients in a particular niche, they'll realize some other particulars as it may uh, relate to their area of specialization or different ways that they can serve them where they'll stand out that will help to shape and build their overall strategic thinking on their brand. Oh, that's cool. So if we're thinking about, I mean, even getting it concrete steps here. So what is the best way to think about refining the universe of the clients that they want to serve? Okay. Well, after you have all of the criteria that describes your niche market, then you want to put it together in what I call a system that I call your ideal client profile. And so based upon all of the criteria you define as those you want to serve in terms of commonalities, identify you know, what you have that best relates to them. And this could be your expertise and experience in solving their challenges. Uh, Sometimes you have commonalities in life phase, but not always the case. For example, uh, you may notice that I, I have a client in particular who comes to mind who specializes in serving widows, and uh, she is is fairly young herself. She's in her mid thirties, and uh, and she is not a widow. Uh, however, of course, you can be a widow at any age. Of course, we know that. However, mm-hmm. she's had a lot of experience in serving widows, and she really knows how to take good care of them. She has a a really great ability to communicate with them. She knows the pace to work with them. So as an example, such as uh, this, this client, you might have served many of them, or you might have gone through the experience yourself or both, or, and uh, going through the experience yourself is not a requirement. If that gives you some perspective. Yeah. So having a commonality is almost a nice to have, would you say, rather than an essential part of the uh, puzzle? Exactly. Exactly. All right. So taking it broader and looking at your business, and I've reviewed your website. uh, Love it. Thank you. I know that you've got a lot of great material on your website for advisors. I love that you provide information in like bite-sized chunks, because as a marketer, that's, I I just think that's the best way to tell a story. And it's all at no cost to advisors. I'm guessing that once they dive into these themes, they want to learn more. 
Yes. Typically, that's how it happens. Mm. Uh, typically, they start digesting the marketing concepts. They realize how powerful it can be to do things like narrow their niche and start marketing strategically. And oftentimes, one of the awarenesses typically is that that ideal client profile is critical and really thinking through how they'll narrow their niche and yeah. uh, what they need to learn to grow their ideal practice. And I know Laura is a huge fan of lists because I've participated in those lists with her. And But it looks like you are as well on there. And right now you're promoting your guide titled Seven Simple Steps for Financial Advisors to Reach, Attract, and Convert More Ideal Clients. So tell us a little bit about what people might find when they download that report. Okay. Well, this report gives people a place to start and a strategic pathway to building their business. Mm -hmm. It's a great checklist and guide for advisors who want to effectively start marketing with a little more focus. Uh, from what I see, so many advisors spend too little time on marketing and wonder why they have a book of business that they're not enjoying. And uh, oftentimes, if they're not enjoying it, they have too few ideal clients and too many non-ideal clients. So what you want to do is you want to find the right balance in your practice and your life. So you need to have a healthy amount of ideal clients. Uh, and my guide provides a proven process that I take advisors through in depth in the Financial Advisor Success Training Program, or FAST for short. Wow, that sounds like a great guide. So I'd love to know a little bit more on the strategies that you put in there for reaching an advisor's ideal client base and where you think advisors sometimes actually miss the mark. Okay. Well, I spend time discussing niche marketing and specialization in order to develop in order to develop their brand. And their brand is really a cornerstone for their success in building their practice. So when an advisor can effectively communicate their value, they can efficiently build their dream practice with ideal clients. So when mm -hmm. I help advisors develop their uniquely branded system, they know exactly how to present themselves in a compelling way and in marketing channels that will result in new ideal clients. So it's not only about showing up in the marketing channel, it's about what you do there once you show up. So I recommend each advisor map out a 90-day marketing plan. And we've had a lot of success with our template in the FAST program. Huh. So I... 90 days seems to be a uh, common number of other things. So it sounds like people are used to doing that. So how much time and which strategies do you suggest advisors use you know, to get to know their prospects and to better be able to identify whether or not they are truly ideal? Okay. Well, and the reason why I recommend a 90-day marketing plan is that I work with advisors to really look at their annual goals. However, what I find uh, for us human beings is we're much uh, more effective at tracking and implementing if we fine-tune the uh, actual marketing plan to, to 90 days. So, so hold yeah. on, Susan. Are you talking about my weight loss program? Is that I'm on the 90 days <laughs> one? <laughs> uh, yeah, that can work, work as well with your weight loss program. <laughs> 
So in terms of the strategies I suggest advisors use to get to know their prospects and be able to identify mm-hmm. whether or not they're truly ideal, uh, it's really has a lot to do with follow-up and spending time with mm-hmm. them and getting to know them. And every advisor should put time in their calendar for this. And uh, it you know, and the amount of time you want a calendar is really dictated by the amount of uh, number of prospects you, you want to follow up with. If you're starting the process of focusing on business development, uh, you might want to block out 15 to 30 minutes, you know, several times a week uh, to support the implementation of your marketing plan. If you have a lot of prospects uh, in the pipeline that you want to keep connecting with, you might want to block out an hour three times a week to five times a week, just depending upon, again, how how, uh, large that pipeline is. And then to truly identify if they're ideal, uh, I use a prospect enrollment template with my clients to determine their clients' needs and if they can fulfill on them. And this enrollment process is where advisors will discover if their prospect would be an ideal client. There are questions that relate to you know, what their goals are, what their challenges are, so that they can dig a little deeper in the conversation to learn more about their client and their needs and what would best support them. It's almost like the advisor is screening the prospect. And that's actually what I teach as well, is not only is your client screening or your prospect screening you to determine Mm -hmm. whether or not they want to choose you as their advisor. You want to be screening your prospects to determine that the people you onboard are uh, your ideal clients uh, that are going to work well, not only with you and your team, but also with your process of delivering your services. Yeah, I'm totally on board on that, putting it in your calendar, because I pre-COVID, I would take the train in every day. I had two hours, both at the front end and at the back end to read. And I just found myself, once I was working from home, really slipping in in my reading time, which I really, it's a, a huge thing for me as a uh, lifelong learner. And so I had to put it into my calendar because otherwise... It just it go it always slips to the bottom of the of the urgent pile, and so having that in my calendar has really forced me either to acknowledge, okay, I'm not going to do it today, or do it. So I totally agree with you on that. I am a fan of of time blocking in calendars. Yeah, my yeah. I, I am too. So once an advisor has successfully found a client that say fits their ideal profile, what tips would you give them to help them get those clients to realize? that they've also found their ideal advisor. And most importantly, once the partnership has started, what steps to take to help build a long-term relationship? Okay, great. Well, the uniquely branded system will take care of communicating the advisor's value to the clients. Mm. Uh, This is a step-by-step system of communicating who your ideal clients are, how you serve them, your menu of services, and and as well as your, your fee structure. And by sharing all of those details with your prospects, they're left more clear as to how you, the advisor, will be a perfect fit for them. Also, in my prospect um, 
enrollment template. Uh, part of that equation includes really getting to know the prospect up front so that by the time you're sharing about your services, you can also tailor that part of the conversation to what they told you they're looking for, what their needs and challenges are at this time. So, and then from there in-house, the firm needs to create a list or a protocol of how they'll deliver on what their uniquely branded system is, or the promises, so to speak, uh, that you're, you're uh, making to the prospect during that meeting. And it's really helpful if a firm evaluates all of their process to see how just how well they're serving the clients. And if there are any gaps to fill or items to highlight, that, that you start to do that in advance so that you can tighten up your, your systems to really uh, provide a high level of service to your ideal clients. And then ultimately delivering on those promises of the uniquely branded system will generate the long-term loyalty and garner referrals. Well, it really sounds like, and I'm, I'm obviously not an advisor, but it sounds like when they get in your system, they shouldn't have to really, they shouldn't worry about not being able to complete a step because it's all kind of guides them through to make the analysis and actually get to that ideal client if they can. Absolutely. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, at the, um, at the end of every show, we really like our guests to provide an actual idea. And so I think I know, but what would your one idea be that you would like to leave with our audience today? Well, I have a super valuable assessment that every advisor can take. And it's a free assessment. It's called the Financial Advisor Success Quiz. And it'll give you insight into what it'll take for you to grow your book of clients and or streamline your business for work-life balance. So when you take this assessment, which only takes four minutes to complete, you'll identify where you're at with regard to your target market, the tools to build a healthy practice, and next steps to create a breakthrough in your business. So I invite you to take the quiz at financialadvisorsuccessquiz.com. And once you take the quiz, you'll be sent the free report we discussed earlier, Simple Steps for Financial Advisors to Reach, Attract, and Convert More Ideal Clients. So with that, I wish you all the best of success. Wow, Susan, that, that is fantastic. And I just, I love how these simple steps and having gone to the website, I can tell you it's, it's very nicely laid out. It's been a real delight to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. If you're an advisor, we would encourage you to visit the financialadvisorsuccessquiz.com. That's financialadvisorsuccessquiz.com, all one big word, to take this informative business quiz. And as Susan mentioned, once you take the quiz, you'll be sent your copy of the simple steps for financial advisors to reach, attract, and convert more ideal clients. And that report is at no cost to you. This information that I just gave you is also available in the show notes. If you like this podcast, you may also like the other Flex Shows podcast called Funds in Focus. Check it out today and you'll find it wherever you get your podcasts. For myself and Laura Gregg, we want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us on today's episode of The Flexible Advisor. Thank you for listening to The Flexible Advisor Podcast. 
Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds or Northern Trust. All investments involve risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider the FlexShares investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. This and other information is in the prospectus and a summary prospectus, copies of which may be obtained by visiting www.flexshares.com. Read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Foresight Fund Services, LLC Distributor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Although we attempt to keep the information complete and current, we do not warrant that the content herein is accurate, complete, or current. We make no commitment to update the content herein. It is your responsibility to verify any information before relying on it. The content of this podcast may include technical inaccuracies. We may make changes in the products and or services described herein at any time. We provide you this information with the understanding that we are not rendering accounting, legal, or tax advice. Please consult your legal or tax advisor concerning such matters.